Welcome to episode five of the Howlin' at the Safe Moon podcast. I am your host, Mike. Glad to have you with us today. Um, before I forget anything, last time I shouted out the Twitter handle at the end, and I'm guessing people maybe didn't get that, but please go follow the podcast Twitter. It's at Howlin' Safe Moon, at H O W L I N S A F E M O O N, at Howlin' Safe Moon. Follow and retweet episode drops. Um, we're huge in the Reddit community. There's thousands of listeners in the Reddit community, but I have no traction on Twitter net, Twitter yet, and I need your help to do that. So please do that. Please help out the podcast. Um, the bigger it gets on Twitter, that's where we're going to attract more of the um, big name people in the Safe Moon community and and people from the Twitter space too, because there's a lot of um, knowledgeable people on Twitter as well, and I want to get them on here for you guys. But I need you to do that. Uh, just remember, education is key for Safe Moon, right? We're always constantly going to be educating. John always says that, and this podcast is a great way to do that. So I need your help. All right. Today's podcast topics, forget the fud out of here. We're, I want to talk about what is happening to crypto. So the crypto space in the last two week or two has just been absolutely nuts. I want to talk about my thoughts on what's going on and why, you know, the, the well, the prices are the way they are. I want to talk about John and his passion for, for this project and what that means. Um, I'll save that for later. I'm going, to be, I'm going to get super pumped about that. I want to circle back to Daddy B's emphasis on burn and use cases because he was really in, into um, making sure that we understood that that's what, what is important about SafeMoon. And then I also want to use some of what he's talking about there and relate it to the Marky Mark video um, on the mathematical technical analysis, if you saw that on YouTube, um, if you haven't, I'll talk about that later. But I'm gonna, I want to talk about those things. Uh, the main part of the show today is is the mathematical analysis video and kind of the title of the episode here. Turn the volume up. I want to talk about volume and why it's important. And I'm pulling some of this from Marky Mark's video, and then I also kind of did my own version to help help you see how important volume is for this project and for the coin going forward. And then I'm hoping to get Marky Mark on this pod. I've been in contact with him. It's been kind of spotty. And he's been telling me that he's just, he's super busy putting out content, which he is, right? He's put out like three of those in-depth, like artistic mathematical videos or whatever with the word, with the art on there. And then he's also, the guy's creating his own website. I don't know what's going to be. So this guy is awesome. I really want to have him on. Um, but also, we don't want to have you guys waiting too long for this for this episode. So if I can't get him on, today's Friday. If I can't get him on today or maybe early tomorrow, I want to drop this by Saturday night at the latest, especially since there's no AMA, so we have something to listen to. So hopefully Marky Mark at the end here. If not, I'll try to lump him in with um, Owen next week. I, I was going to do Owen, but when I saw this mathematical analysis video, I mean, it just blew my mind, and I know it did a lot of yours as well. So I thought we got to get this guy and we got to talk about this now. So Owen is doing some great things with the fundraising, but I'm going to plan on him for next week. All right, I want to I give a shout out to our dedicated listeners. About two-thirds of you are from the United States, but the cool part to me is that one-third of you are from different countries, which is, which is really fun and really, really awesome. Um, some of the listeners are from Canada, the U.K., the Aussies in Australia, uh, the Netherlands, which, uh, to be honest, I don't really know where that's at, but it's, it's in Europe somewhere, I think, and Germany. 
Uh, thank you guys. It's it's really cool. I'd love to have some of you on the podcast sometime and just get different perspectives from different countries. So if that's you and you hear this, reach out to me. Let's set that up. And then I want to give a shout out to John Harrell for making the graphics uh, for the, well for the podcast graphic. And then I kind of post on Reddit um, picture drops of who's going to be on the next episode. And John Harrell is the guy who makes that. So shout out, John. Thanks for doing that. Appreciate it. So again, yeah, if you like this content, guys, just please spread the word. I want to have a lot of big Safe Moon namers on this, Safe Mooner names on this podcast, and um, I think that all perspectives are important, right? So not only do I want to, do I want to have big popular figures, uh, just the common man, average Joe is more than welcome to jump on the podcast for a segment too. We can definitely have more than one, more than one guest for sure. But I definitely want to bring in people that are smarter than me, right? I I'm a an elementary teacher. I have a a bachelor's degree in teaching kids that add two plus two. Okay, so I don't have a big brain, but I do I I do do a good job at being a communicator and then also kind of translating, kind of, for lack of a better word, dumbing down, you know, complex things. But that's hard for me, okay? Because it it takes me a while. I have to study this stuff a lot. Like Marky Mark's video, I've watched that thing like five times. And I, I have a pretty good grasp on it now, but it takes me a long time. So I just want to make sure I have smart people on here too, um, just so we can get some different perspectives here. All right, so I want to talk about quick my the update on my quote-unquote coin business, coin buying business model that I talked about in the last pod has been going fantastic. Um, so I started this last week with a coin called Gen Wealth. Again, I'm only buying coins on a pre-sale, which is very risky, but also very can be very rewarding. Just disclaimer. So on the Gen Wealth one, I put two and a half, two and a half thousand dollars on it, and then within twelve hours, it went up to thirty x on that. But the hype for this thing was insane. Um, so that my, I mean, yeah, my my two point five k was worth like eighty grand at one point. And this is my first one, and it was kind of a learning experience. And it went down a little bit. I ended up pulling out the next day. What I did wrong was held it overnight, but it went down to about 12x. So I made about, I don't know, what is that? 25, 30 grand on that. So that was really great. Um, what I did with that then is I put, I bought four more billion Safe Moon, and then I have 5K of that for which I rolled into a different one. Okay, so my second one was called Noob Token. Now it's the same thing as a pre-sale. Um, Noob wasn't very good. There was, I mean, Gen Wealth went way down. Like it was a massive pump and dump. You know, I did not sell at the top, but I sell, sold at a pretty good time. Noob was kind of the same, like, people that made it or something. And I think people were just less interested in getting in on that. So there wasn't a whole lot of volume. Um, I ended up selling for a 40% gain in a couple hours. So that one was risky. And, and I got really lucky because I actually was trying to sell about about even I think it was I don't think it was a loss but but the pancake swap wasn't working so so I ended about 40% gain and that was only like $1000 or something now I'm in on what's called the the seed token um the seed token was on presale a couple of days ago it just came on a pancake swap this morning I went big on this one cuz I have heard the the development guys talk and, and and it looked really sketchy like you literally had to send this address bnb to get them to send you coins and it was kind of sketchy to buy but i've heard the ceos talk on like twitter and things like that they're very transparent like the guy emailed me he has like a work address and his phone numbers on there and like his company information so 
I went huge on this one. I threw nine thousand dollars, and my brother threw a thousand, and we're like the top one of the top wallets. Um, so it went up today to about four x so far, in about five or six hours. And I took out my initial. So we're out with for ten grand. We pulled that out, and we still have three fourths of our initial investment in there. So I think that's going to blow up. Um, if you hear this, you know, and it, and it hasn't blown up yet, look into that because there's a really low amount of um, volume and liquidity on there and the price just skies up anytime even there's, you know, a couple hundred dollars to a thousand dollar buys. And they are a legit company and it's it's funding small businesses through crypto. It's a really cool thing. Um, you know, I'm trying not to get attached to any of these. I want to just keep them all as pump and dumps. But this one's going to be kind of more like a swing trade if you're familiar with stocks where like day trading is you know what I would, what I would normally do with these shit coins. Um, and swing trading is if it's something maybe that I believe in more or just might take more time to get the return I want. I would say that this is more of a swing trade, which is more like days or maybe even weeks. Okay, And then maybe, depending on how it goes, I might hold some of this long term because I really do think this is a cool project as well. And it's just the tip of the iceberg. So if you can get in, especially... Um, before they're going to list on CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap, that usually spikes it. Get in. Uh, we'll take a look at it and just see. But again, not financial advice. Just take a look at it and see what you think. There's always more, though. There's always more, and I'll tell you um, in a second where to find these. But so what I look for and what to invest in um, these shit coins. What what I want to invest in and what I what I don't want to see or I don't invest. Um, Let's see. I, you know, I look for an active Twitter, um, a good website with, with white paper. Um, and then if they have different social medias, if I can hear the CEO speak or if he, if he or she is active somewhere, that's a huge plus. Okay, If I can see their face or, or hear their voice um, on Twitter or Telegram is a popular one with some of these new coins. So those are some of the main things. Without any of that, I'm definitely not investing. You know, In the three that I have invested in, I've seen all of these things. And then there's one that I was looking into. I heard about a pre-sale for this. It's called Sonic Boom Coin. Sonic Boom Coin. Had a really nice looking website. It was for some traveling agency or something. Um, but when I looked at their Twitter, there's a bunch of people saying, well, there's always people saying like FUD on, on a lot of these pre-sales because a lot of them can be rug pulls. But this one said like the Twitter was restricted. And then also it said that they had to make a new telegram because there was too many users. Like that was the reddest of red flags for me. There was no way I was going to buy that. A lot of people did, and sure enough, that was a rug pull. So, I mean, if you're going to do this, just do it with fun money. Um, you know, if you're skimming off the top of Safe Moon or whatever, just it's a risk, but it does give you a chance to acquire more Safe Moon during this loading period, right? Which you know, which I believe is now. I think Safe Moon, which I'll go into later, but Safe Moon's going to explode in the summer here sometime so this is a great loading period the the best way for me so far to find some of these um pre-sales for these new coins is a guy on twitter named mr crypto and his hat his handle is at the real mr crypto so at the real mr crypto with mr being mr take a look at him um sit in on his twitter spaces which is kind of just like a like a chat room like a voice chat room on twitter that they just came out with which is really cool not only for like new coins and stuff but for safe when people are, are in those so you learn a lot about safe when there as well 
And he also just started a private Discord today, and it cost one BNB, so like 350 bucks to get into. Um, I jumped in on that for sure. You know, maybe if you don't have a lot of capital, don't do that. But he has a, a section in that Discord about listing new coins and when their pre-sales are. So literally, like all the work is done for it. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, again, I'm just reinvesting pretty much all these profits back into SafeMoon because SafeMoon is the cash cow long term. There, there's only one SafeMoon. There's only going to be ever. There's only ever going to be one SafeMoon. So just just make that clear to yourself is that before you get fascinated with buying 50 billion coins in whatever X coin that you're trying to get into, don't try not to get super fascinated about being a whale there and thinking it could be the next safe moon. It's not going to happen. Safe moon is incredibly unique and it's first to market and it's the biggest. Anything else is going to be close. All this, not financial advice. All right, get the fud out of here. So I want to talk about what is happening in crypto right now. Crypto is nuts. Crypto is emotional, right? People are so emotional in crypto right now. It's been you know, over the last two or two or two, one or two weeks, whatever it's been. You know, most coins are down, especially the big ones are down 30, 40, 50 percent. You know, it's led by Bitcoin. It all loosely follows Bitcoin. The the trends follow Bitcoin. But again, you know, when something starts going down. Panic sets in, and then panic leads to more panic, and and more panic, and just sell, 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 sell. <laughs> I kind of joke with people and myself too. I'm like, when people start freaking out, <laughs> I have this thought to myself, and I wonder if other people do too. It's like, oh shit, does nobody believe in fake internet money anymore? <laughs> right? Because we things like this are only valuable because people say they're valuable, and you're just all of a sudden like, damn, just like, did they pull the plug on this? Is this not worth anything anymore? Do do we not believe in it anymore? So that's just kind of the thought. I think that's funny. But long term, I think, obviously, I think crypto is going to be here to stay. I think this is a big part, you know, a big part of the, the big massive dip in the market is it's kind of a coordinated sell-off by big money and Bitcoin. I'm not huge on conspiracy stuff. Um, I'm actually the opposite normally. But I think if you look, so I watched a video on Google Wyckoff distribution. So Wyckoff is W-Y-C-K-O-F-F, Wyckoff Distribution. Um, Google and YouTube it. There's a good YouTube video that was floating around Reddit about like the pattern of Bitcoin following this exact certain pattern, which is a coordinated attempt um, you know, to spike the price and then dump a little bit and then to like get, get retail buyers disinterested and then to have them panic sell. And then so they went through all that and now they're, the, the big money is kind of, since it's at a low, kind of just steady... 35k or whatever it is is kind of a, a load up zone for the big money it's a they're trying to accumulate more coins now and load up before the next pump so check that out i mean it makes sense it does follow the trend i don't know uh, and also i think i do think that you know bitcoin is here to stay right this is people especially big money have found the value in bitcoin and I think that institutions want a better return on investment in Bitcoin. And so they're involved in this to lower the price here for a while, and then they can accumulate more coins. And then when it starts going and pumping again, um, you know, they have twice as much as they would have before. Okay, which when you're talking millions and billions of dollars is a huge difference versus, you know, what, what we do. 
And then also just the way the drop so fast, it, I think it dropped like 40% in two, two or three days. That, that seems so coordinated, like a coordinated dump from big money. You know, this is all speculation, but just kind of putting the dots together, that's, that's a part of it. Now, Elon Musk, I don't know, you know if he is part of that as well, but the, the Tesla not accepting Bitcoin as a payment stuff definitely played a part in that. You know, whether or not he's a part of you know, the dump, who knows? Could be. The guy's a genius, right? He's not stupid. He's not... He knew what he was doing, and he knew what that was going to do to the price. So, I don't know. And then another big thing people are talking about is China. So, is China killing crypto or contributing to this? Well, yeah, the... Uh, the optics, how this looks in China, you know, 100% contributed to the drop as well. But digging a little bit deeper, you know, all they had said, and if you don't know, the Chinese government's very suppressive of information. From what from what I've gathered, they don't they don't like to share and and be like an open book about what they're doing, government wise. But it sounds like you know they're trying to, to crack down on Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin trading. Okay, but the thing is they've been saying this and doing this for years. Um, there's articles from years from all the years past here about this same type of thing, and there's just it's Bitcoin is too big right now and too widespread and it's too easy to get around for them to actually ban it. Um, they, they they hate anything that they don't have complete control over which Bitcoin, obviously they don't, which is the point of Bitcoin. And they also have said, the Chinese government are, have said that they don't like the volatility of Bitcoin, right? Chinese, Chinese culture is very controlled and calculated, um, which Bitcoin is not. So I think, you know, that this Chinese stuff is, is probably not a big deal and it's, gonna, it's going to blow over because, you know, it's nothing really new. They have, they have been saying they're cracking down on mining for a long time now. Um, and miners still exist in China, despite government want, not wanting to for years, because now they use what's called a VPN, a virtual private network, which basically like changes your IP address when you're like connected to the internet to a different place. Like you can you can surf the internet, and it looks like you're surfing the internet from from Australia or something. If you're in the United States, like anywhere around the country, you can basically surf the internet through a VPN, which which looks like it's from a different country. So that's an easy way for them to get around these regulate or the potential regulations or whatever is going to come of this. So I'm not too worried about that. And also, you know, crypto is due for a pullback, especially Bitcoin, right? We, we went on a huge bull run. Um, pullbacks are good. They're healthy for the market. They're healthy for coins, you know, as long as it's controlled. And I think, you know, I think we're doing okay for that as far as the pullback. It was maybe a little excessive for our liking, but it was going. It was bound to happen sooner or later, and then all of these things just enhance the pullback. But you know, uh, it's it's a combination of all these things. But ask yourself, you know, what has changed fundamentally in the crypto space, right? The technology, the the mass acceptance and adoption of crypto, and development of ease of use, trying to get this easier to use, right? Because because for a futuristic currency and decentralized finance stuff, like this stuff isn't very easy to use. Some of it's super clunky, which doesn't make sense to me. But that is changing. Thank you, Thomas from SafeMoon. Um, and a lot of this is just human emotion. Like I said, we are so emotional when it comes to our money, rightfully so. Um, but the way we can, the, the, the access that we have to markets, right? Where we can just 
constantly check and see updated prices in real time all the time that just plays into our human emotion even more and we just overreact good or bad to to certain scenarios so just understand understand that markets well today's age especially are driven by hype and human emotion so if you can understand that you can place some of these things to your advantage going forward also you know as far as crypto being here to stay the chinese government is looking to create their own digital currency okay they realize the value of this they just want to be the ones to do it for them i think maybe they already have I'll have to double check on that. I think maybe they already have their own. And I think it's USA is also looking to do the same now. So I think Chinese maybe has their own already. And then the USA for sure is looking into creating our own digital currency within the government. Um, Wells Fargo, the bank Wells Fargo is creating a professionally managed crypto investment fund for qualified people. So probably the elites. But they are basically making like you know, an investment fund, a hedge fund professionally managed for crypto right they they recognize how big this is and they you know big money wants a chunk of this this isn't going anywhere so that you know if you need any more evidence of crypto being here to stay i mean that's our evidence for big money right so far and there'll be more and more as that as it gets more popular and and things come out about what kind of you know, investment groups or hedge funds or whatever are are getting into Bitcoin and certain things, but it's not going anywhere. Um, yeah, there's a cool article I came across. So about <clears throat> it's Google CoinDesk. It's 2031. Okay, so Google that and click the article. It's a really long article, but it was really cool about. This guy who went into like what what could be the future of crypto and all this, and it was just incredible. So if you have some time, check that out. It's just kind of a projection of crypto into the next decade. So again, guys and gals, guys and gals, that's my teacher voice. Ladies and gentlemen, crypto is here to stay. All right, let's get into last week's AMA, and I was just so, so pumped and, and inspired by by john's passion for safe one which unless you've been living under a rock you can see that this guy is just fired up about this project and he gives a damn he cares it was a great ama it was very clear concise and direct and, and he actually they actually answered tough questions that we wanted to know without all the extra fluff now i think that's the way it's going to be going forward because they just hired on I think the guy's name is Dave, Dave, I don't know if it's Dave Smith or whatever it was, but Dave, someone um, for like marketing. So we can expect, you know, this type of format going forward, which is great. It was, I think it was only lasted like 15 minutes and we got more information out of this one than we have in all the ones prior. Got better in all different aspects, right? They're taking feedback on literally everything. He made a Twitter poll if asking if he should keep wearing a suit. Think about that. How stupid is that? That he asked what he should wear. But that just shows you how much he believes in this and how much, you know, how far he's willing to go for all of us, for the whole community. And I, I just, I'm so impressed and inspired with him, the amount of crap that he deals with daily. And yet he smiles, he works hard, he's transparent. And, 
you know, I don't know how he does it. I think most people would go nuts. And I'm sure he's had tough times, you know, mentally dealing dealing with some of this stuff. But it takes a special type of person to to do what he's doing and do what they plan to do. And I, I think John is that guy, right? What more do you need to see? When he went off on Ledger, man, I was, oh, I was pumped. I was pumped. So that reminds me of a quote from um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who's a writer and poet from the past. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. Okay, so that's in all walks of life, right? If you are not enthused, um, you're not energetic and, and, and happy with what you're doing, you're not going to be great at it. It's not going to get you the results you want. So again, you have to have enthusiasm first, you know, again, and then add that into, you know, the skill set and all that. And then that's how you get special ideas and special projects and things like that. And, and that's where we are. Okay. John is that dude. This dude, this dude cares about his coin and his, well, his coin or his business, whatever you want to call it. Now, with that all being said, I don't care how low the price goes right now. I don't even check the price anymore. Um, to be honest, I'm, well, partly because I'm busy doing my, my daily shitcoin stuff, but I don't care. I honestly want it to go lower so I can get more. Um, you know, good investments, like if you ever watch Shark Tank and you watch Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful and, and some of those people talk, they invest in great ideas, but more so in great people, okay? So, you know, what, 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 I've sound, what we have seen with John... Um, and the rest of the team, th- these guys are great people and, and they're incredibly smart. Thomas, oh my gosh, you know, they know what they're doing. Let's, let's invest in good people. Um, you know, we have, we have that plus so much more. So we have great people and we have just a phenomenal revolutionary idea. Forget all the other outside noise. You're starting to see the pendulum swing here a little bit where there's less and less FUD, more positivity, more positivity, more positivity. Now, I'm going to get into it in a little bit here about why that's not reflecting in the price, but oh, baby, it's going to. So have some faith here. But, but again, safe mourners, we will win in the end. All right, so I want to just circle back on our Daddy B interview from last week. You know, he said a lot of things that really got me thinking. Um, you know, and the first thing I want to talk about is when I asked him what how he would describe SafeMoon to someone else, he, he basically just straight up said SafeMoon, he views it as a currency, okay? And I had said earlier on that pod how I talk about SafeMoon as being a, a juiced up savings account or like a 401k with, you know, an awesome interest rate or, or dividend. Um, but I think that's the special part about this is that it takes it takes different aspects of different financial sectors and things in the financial world, well, and plus more, with the gaming world and all that stuff and just and combines them into this big smorgasbord, right? We, I mean, that's why 2.5 million people are into this and many more are trying to get into this, but they can't figure out pancake swap because, you know, we've never seen anything like this before. It takes all these great ideas and puts it under the umbrella of, of SafeMoon with, with, in my opinion, geniuses running it uh, we, we don't know the potential, right? The ceiling is the moon on this. And that's, I love that, that idea um, that we just have no, we don't know what this is going to be. And it's fun to be a part of. It's fun to be a part of something from, from the inception, you know, see it grow, see it develop, see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we get to be there for all of that. And in the end, like I said, in the end, I fully believe we're going to win. 
But so Daddy V also hammered home about why use cases are so important for us going forward, you know, and that leads to more burn and reflection by way of increased volume. Okay, volume is what we need. And I'll show you an example later about why that's so important. But some of our potential use cases, you know, going forward are going to be video game, um, the Mooncraft, I think it's called. So like kids who are playing that, well, or adults too, people in the gaming, using the coin to, to buy upgrades or whatever, kind of like Fortnite. Um, that's a way to, to get some, some volume there. Obviously, the 10% fee from selling on our exchanges or other exchanges still is going to apply forever. Okay, that's our um, our main way of, of getting volume. And then we're also going to be the gas on our own exchange, which, which if you don't know, the gas is like a super, super tiny fee, kind of like Binance does with BNB. Um, so even our free, you know, if we're doing free wallet-to-wallet stuff, the gas on that is still a small, you know, fee or tax which contributes to to the burn and reflection as well and that's also if people are on our exchange trading other coins like let's say they're trading bitcoin on our exchange you know bitcoin has nothing to do with us as holders it doesn't benefit us as safemoon holders except to buy and sell bitcoin you also need safemoon to pay that gas so you know that's going to get some people purchasing albeit smaller amounts, but some more amounts of safe when everything, every little bit counts and every little bit adds up, especially if you bring a mass amount of people trading on our exchange for its benefits for their coins. We do benefit from that in a small, small way, which is known as the gas. So why, why would people trade on our exchange? Again, you know, they want to come for their reflections. So, why would people sell then if they if they come on our exchange? So if people are coming on our exchange because they're holders, right? They're, they want to sit there and hold and just collect these reflections because they want the tax to work for them in the long term. You know, why would they ever sell? Well, there's still going to be price action outside of our exchange, a lot more price action, right? The prices, let's say, okay, so let's just use Bitcoin as an example. If I have a, one Bitcoin, let's just call it one Bitcoin. I don't have that. But if I have one Bitcoin and I'm doing it on the SafeMoon exchange, I want to obviously collect the reflections from other people selling Bitcoin on the SafeMoon exchange. But, you know, if you're asking yourself, well, aren't all the holders just going to be on our exchange and never sell? So there's no reflections. There's still a lot of price action outside of our exchange, right? Our exchange is going to be a smallish percentage of all the volume or price action of, a, of certain coins. So the price is still going to go way, you know, up or down. And people, when it goes up, People are, there's profit takers, even on our exchange, right? If it's enticing enough, people will still take profits. And then there's also panic sellers. So, right, if I'm holding one Bitcoin on our exchange and just like the other day and it dropped 25%, I'm going, oh, shit, I just want to pull this out and just sit on the sideline. I don't care about the 10% fee. I don't want to lose all of my Bitcoin. No, that's an example. So there's always, no matter what, there's always profit takers and panic sellers, even though they're they're on our exchange you know, in theory, to because they want to sit and hold and just reap the benefits of, you know, the, the dynamics of our exchange versus others. So, I mean, that'll lead maybe to some stagnation of buying and selling for other coins, but but not as much as you probably would think. I want to talk about the card here, the huge news on the card, right? There's no 10% fee on the card. So that's 
if if you listen last podcast, I had predicted that and hoped that would be the case. So swiping the card or I'm guessing too on like wallet to wallet transfers that there's going to be no 10% fee. And this is just a brilliantly smart move that in my opinion had to be done if we're going to use it as a currency. Okay. Because if you want money rolling around that, that tax is just discourages people from selling, which would make it really tough to, to not only play up on the, the currency use case, but then to actually have people use it as a currency which, you know, if we're in the Gambia and we want this to be a big currency in the Gambia, we definitely need to have this. So that's great. Now, <laughs> it gives a, it gives a big middle finger to the it can never be a real currency crowd. I won't name any names, but some people on Twitter. And it kind of lets us have our cake and eat it too, right? We want to have the tokenomics. That's the biggest attractive piece of this, obviously. But then we also want it to be used for a currency in in the Gambia and then potentially other African countries. So, you know, it lets us have it both ways. Now, it not charging the 10% fee on the card transactions is going to contribute less to the burn and reflections, right? We know that, but, you know, it's going to be a small-ish percentage of the total amount being used on the exchanges and purchased on other exchanges where, you know, it, Yes, that stinks. We can't. That's not going to contribute to the uh, the burn and reflections using the, the card without the fee. But at the same time, I think the the real life application, the use case of having it as a currency, the benefits of that far outweighs the negatives of not having some of those some of that burn from the card transactions. Don't know yet. Don't know that yet. We'll have to see actually how that turns out. But I don't think that's going to be a big problem. Um. And I think, I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's going to be like like a debit card or whatever kind of card you have. And it's going to be from connected to your crypto wallet. And then you can just go to like Target or whatever and swipe it. And it instantly converts it to fiat or your whatever your currency is. So I think that's how it's going to work. Right? It's not just going to be a card that you can just trade my SafeMoon. Oh, you have to accept SafeMoon here so I can spend this. I think it's going to convert it to fiat where you can use it everywhere. Not 100% on that. They haven't clarified that. But if so, right, the card is 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 awesome. It's going to be massively adopted. Um, now, this is a different topic for a different time, but I don't know what to do as far as like capital gains taxes and stuff. Right. So let's say my if I had $10,000 worth of safe one that's now worth $100,000 and I went to... Um, wherever a car dealership and bought a car for twenty thousand dollars with my SafeMoon card, you know how would I record my capital gains tax? I don't know, but that's another topic for another day. All right, let's take a break here, um, and then we'll get into my kind of interpretation of the Marky Mark mathematical technical analysis video. Let's dig in. To this video and kind of some takeaways and I also have my own um, interpretation kind of chart I drew up to emphasize a couple different things from this video so again if you have not seen the video uh, go go to YouTube and type in SafeMoon Mathematical Tokenomics Explained okay SafeMoon Mathematical Tokenomics Explained 
and then go ahead and watch that. I think it was about 11 minutes. So if you have not yet, you need to pause this right now. Go do that and watch this. I've watched, I've watched the first, so he's put out like three videos now, but this um, tokenomics explain one, I've probably watched five times just so I can get a better grasp on it. Um, but again, in all, everything is going to come down to volume. Okay, it's one thing and then everything branches from increasing our volume. So what is volume? Well, in the stock trading world and then also in cryptocurrency, volume is the total number of transactions in US dollars. And they usually go by like a 24-hour volume. So it'll give you a number, you know, in the millions or billions um, of how much, how much of that currency is being traded daily in US dollars. Okay, so when you have increased volume, just kind of a couple of quick guidelines here on, on, on some of the fundamentals of volume. Obviously, the more buys there are in that volume, the price goes up. Within, if that volume goes up, but then more of them are sells, then obviously the price is going to go down. And then no matter what volume, this is, I guess, for any volume, but then if, if the amount of sells and buys are roughly even, that's when you get a stagnated, stagnated price that doesn't really go up or down. Okay, so that's how volume works, um, obviously. But for us, we're going to benefit in all of these scenarios. Okay, so just a quick example, quick. So if I sell $1,000 worth of SafeMoon to Johnny, then that $1,000 is included in the SafeMoon volume. And likewise, if I buy $1,000 worth of SafeMoon from Johnny, that $1,000 is included in the volume. Just one $1,000 transaction between the two of us. It's not both 1000 because I bought and 1000 because he sold. It's just that transaction is one thousand. In this case, $1,000 that's included in the volume. Okay, so that's how volume works. <clears throat> so let's put into perspective where we are at with volume. So recently during just kind of this bear market where nothing is moving, we have just a pathetic volume. It's been in the 30 millions, which is just horrendous. During our all-time high bull run from you know mid-April, that was also the volume all-time high, and the volume there was between 100 to 250 million in volume. Now, which in the grand scheme of things still is nothing. That's not much at all. And you saw how the price shot up just from that. But if you go to CoinMarketCap, okay, hopefully a lot of you are familiar with that site. If you're not, you should be. Go to CoinMarketCap and search by 24-hour volume. You'll see that like all the coins in the top 40 are easily $1 billion plus dollars in volume daily. It's $1 billion. Right now we are at $30 million, which is 30 times less than $1 billion. Um, with some of the higher ones like Bitcoin uh, and Ethereum being in the 20 to 50 billions daily. So you know, what, this, what volume, increased volume is going to do for us is it's going to increase the burn and reflections massively in a very, very meaningful way. Now, right now with this $30 million volume, we're hardly burning anything. It's, ter- it's like $100 billion a day. And then also the reflections are going to be 
not as great. And, and BitMart is also not burning as well. And they have probably a third of our trading volume is on BitMart because they are a pretty decent exchange. And they're obviously probably the most popular exchange, but they, they don't have it set up where they're burning anything. So we just right now we just aren't burning anything. But this is going to change in a massive, massive way. So please don't overreact to this. Yeah, it sucks that kind of all this stuff is going on and we're not moving. But once we get the wallet out, and especially once we get the exchange out, and then obviously the game and the card and, and our implementation in the Gambia, our volume is going to skyrocket. We should easily be in the top five of volume. So if you did check that coin market cap volume, we should easily be in the top five behind Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then USDT, which is Tether. There's no reason we shouldn't be up there. And that's at least a couple billion a day up to, just like Marky Mark said, up to 10, 20, 30 billion at times, right? Volume is never never consistent. It, it fluctuates just like anything else. It goes up and down depending on how much is being bought and sold. And that can go up and down per day. But we should definitely be able to see spikes in those double-digit billions easily when we have all this stuff in place. We just... You have to understand that and we have to be patient with it. Okay, it's going to come and when it does, it's going to, everything is going to explode. It all depends on volume. Um, you know, Marky Mark in his video, if you just watched that as well, he predicted under 100 trillion, 100 trillion coins in circulation uh, in one of his predictions. You know, I think that was probably one of the, on the higher end, but that's just, goes to show you where things could be once we get our increased volume and last thing to keep in mind here before we go through my example we have more coin holders than the next six coins combined okay so think about that if you have any doubts that we're not going to be in the in the volume kings here throw that shit out the door because we have them we have by far the most holders it's just the, the barrier to, to access this is so great right now, and we just aren't on any of the big exchanges yet. Once we get those things, once we have people swiping the card, all that, the volume has to explode, and there's no reason we can't maintain in the billions every day. And that's not even outlandish to say all the top 40 are in the billions all the time. And you're about to see what that does for our price and our burn in a very meaningful way. And that's just on the low end. So... And, and this is just the example I'm about to go through. It's just through the end of the year. You know, imagine doing this this going on for five years. Okay, so I'm going to go through this example. Now, to see, I drew it out on a nice yellow legal pad. Okay, so again, a little shameless self-promotion here. Go to the Twitter. I'm going to post a picture of my sheet here. And I, you, you have to do this to make it make sense. Otherwise, there's going to be a bunch of numbers that are confusing to you. So go to the Twitter if you have not already followed it, retweet the episode drop, but then also pull up the picture of the yellow legal pad of my notes here so you can see this, okay? Because this is what I'm going to read off of. So the things we are looking for on this yellow legal pad, um, as the volume increases in USD or US dollars, one or two things has to happen. The price has to increase and or a bunch of safe moon has to get burned. Okay, so it's probably likely somewhere in the middle that both of those things are going to happen somewhere in the middle. Um, but through these examples, you'll see that you know burning kind of happens a lot quicker than it looks like the price rises because burning, this is burning every day, this amount every day, and then price is always just fluid and fluctuating 
day to day, going up and down, where, where burn, once it's gone, it's gone. It's not fluctuating. Okay, so that's why it looks like the burn is you know, accelerating maybe faster than the price. That's just how it's going to be. So pull up that sheet right now. I'll give you a second here. Pause the podcast if you need to. Go to the Twitter at Howland Safemoon and pull it up here. Okay. So if you look at the top here, so I got four different columns. I have volume, burn per day, price, and end of year supply. Okay. So the top row here, current, we have our volume is, you know, this is just not based at all on 30 million just to make it easy. So about 30 million. Currently right now that's burning 100 billion safe moon a day, which is terrible. It takes 10 days just to burn 1 trillion. Again, the price is 0.000005. And then our, um, well, up top here, our current supply is 583 trillion. At this rate, our end of year supply would be 563 trillion. So we'd only burn 20 trillion at this rate, which is not going to happen. But let's go on to a bad scenario. So let's say we get on the exchange in the wallet and our volume starts to go up a little bit. In a bad scenario where let's say where our volume goes from our volume 10x is from 30 million to 300 million. Okay, this is very very bottom bottom floor. Two different ways that could look. And again, these are the the actual burn and price is somewhere in the middle of these, but I wanted to show you a different couple different perspectives. So the first one with a $300 million volume, let's say our, our burn 10Xs and goes up to $1 trillion a day. Okay, that's not bad. And then in that case, the price stays the same. So it's either the burn is going to accelerate or the price is going to go up, and it has to equal you know, that 10X from the volume. Okay, so the total of these two things are going to 10X just like the volume because that volume has to come to, from somewhere and it has to contribute to something right the volume increased volume must contribute to the burn or the price one or the other or both okay so at that rate of one trillion per day the price stays the same and then our end of year supply in that scenario is 383 trillion which isn't isn't bad for end of year supply go to the second bad um call our bad row here so again the volume 10x is to 300 million now our burn let's say it stays the same at 100 billion and then the price then would have to, to meet that volume, would have to 10x, where now we have four zeros and a five, so you get a 10x on price, but then the end of your supply would just be that pitiful 563 trillion. Okay, that's a very unlikely scenario when we have all our stuff out. Now, the next three under the expected here is, is what you know I think is, should be a good base for us to expect. Okay, and this is 100x in volume, so from 30 million to 3 billion in volume, which we definitely should expect this to happen. I did three different scenarios. So the first row in th- um, for 3 billion, our burn per day burn per day 10x to 1 trillion a day. Okay, not bad. And then our price also 10x to four zeros and a five. And that leaves us with $383 trillion. Second scenario would be maybe where our our burn 5x's to 500 billion burnt per day. And then because that's only 5x, then again, this total between these two, five and 20 here has to be 100x, five times 20. So then our price is, in in this example, 20x's. So in that case, our price then gets to 0.0001. 
which is a really nice price point. And then our volume is 483 trillion. So that's not a bad outcome right there. And then the third outcome is flipping the five and 20 around. So for three billion volume, let's say our, our volume, or sorry, our burn 20 X's to two trillion a day. And then our price only five X's. So our price is at 0. 0.000025, which is a five X from here. But then look at that, that end of year supply is down to 183 trillion already. So in, in a scenario like that, obviously 5X isn't bad. I mean, we shouldn't complain about that, but maybe not the price that we're, some of you are expecting. But at that volume, it has to accelerate that burn. And then at some point when we have this accelerated burn and this lower, lower supply, the price is going to go up at some point. That's why I said, because obviously, simple economics, if there's less of something and there's still this high of demand, right? Volume is basically demand. Then the price has to go up at some point. So you're probably looking at merging these two things a little bit somewhere in the middle. But I just want to show you some of these examples. So pretty nice in the expected values. There's some nice outcomes for the end of the year. Um, and for the end of year supply, I just times the daily burn rate by... Uh, 200 because there's roughly 200 days left till the end of 2021 okay so now let's go to the high end which is obviously not impossible and then also it doesn't mean it's going to be just because i have 30 billion in volume here doesn't mean it's going to be 30 billion constantly like i said volume fluctuates and we could see certain spikes of 30 billion at times so first 30 billion row um, our volume 100 x's Okay, on the way, way massive side, which is not going to happen, but I want to show you what it does. <laughs> so in that case, we're burning 10 trillion a day. And let's say the price only 10x's to 0. 0.00005. Now, the, the current end of year supply, I think it was like at that rate of 10 trillion a day is 2 quadrillion burned, which obviously is not impossible, not possible uh, and wouldn't happen. But what that would do is that would it would just be a dilution um, as we get under 1 trillion. So in that scenario, you would have just billions, like, I don't know, maybe lower triple digit billions, 100 billion, something like that. I'm not sure. But uh, this is not going to happen because the price would obviously have to skyrocket and, and even out that a little bit. But that would just completely suck all the supply. Okay, let's go to row number two here in 30 billion. The price in this one, 10Xs, or sorry, the burn, 10x's to 1 trillion burnt per day. In this case, the price 100x's, so the opposite end of the spectrum, and we get a price of 0. 0.0005. All of us would be very happy in this scenario. And then we still have a nice end of year supply of 383 trillion, so we still have a lot, a lot of coins burned. That's a great outcome. The fourth row of 30 billion has the burn 20xing for burning 2 trillion a day and then has the price 50xing for a price point of 0. 0.00025 or 50 times the current price and then that leaves us with an end of year supply of 183 trillion coins so another really great outcome we would just be we'd have to be enthused now you know i don't know if we're going to get up to 30 billion and keep that constantly this year, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Row number four of 30 billion. In this scenario, 
the burn 50Xs for a total of 5 trillion burnt today, which is a lot, probably, probably still too high. And then the price 20Xs. Okay, so again, these multiples here, right? This one is 50 times 20, it has to be a thousand X because 30 billion volume is a thousand X of the 30 million volume we currently have. So that's where I'm getting these numbers from. But the 20X in price then leads to 0 0.0001, which again is a great price point for the end of the year. And then the, the end of year supply is in the billions, probably the higher billions, maybe. I'm not smart enough to figure that out. But again, that's probably, probably not going to happen either. I think the most realistic one here is probably the third one in 30 billion where you'd have 20X on the volume and 50X on the price, which is a, a great target for us. Um, so go to some of the notes here on the side. So again, somewhere in the middle of all of these, the burn in the price is the most likely outcome. Um, this, however, if you're watching this and say, well, isn't the burn rate going to increase? And then also, aren't I getting reflections? Yes. This, this my example here does not account for either of those because I am not smart enough to figure that out. But I wanted to just show you here how things change with the volume. And then as the volume increases, these things have to happen, right? The burn has to increase or the price has to go up. That Both of those are represented in the volume. You can't just have a ton of volume and then have nothing happen. That's not how this works. That's why we were so attracted to the, you know, the tokenomics and how SafeMoon, kind of this economy worked. And we all kind of knew this in some, in some way, shape, or form. But then looking through it in this scenario, you can see... The development team, they know this. John and Thomas say this all the time. We just need volume because these two things are going to happen. Um, so, yeah, like I said, now, as the burn increases, the burn wallet is going to increase. So of that 5% reflections, um, most of that's going to start going towards the burn wallet, which is going to increase the burn even further. So some of these end of year supply totals is probably still way too conservative. So we'll probably have even lower numbers than this at the expense of our reflections. But our reflections, we won't have as many coins, but we will have higher priced coins. So I think in Marky Mark's, Marky Mark's video, he, he said that we would benefit from increased burn because um, the, the price going up further is going to benefit us more than getting more coins at a lower price. So both of these scenarios are really good for us. We want that burn to keep going, the burn wallet to increase, keep burning more coins, because that has to raise up the value at some point. So again, the far right here on the bottom, just in general, as the volume increases, the price goes up, or as the volume increases, the burn goes up, which brings the supply down. Okay, so that's kind of my... Um, elementary easy to understand breakdown of Marky Mark's video and then adding in showing you what happens with volume so you can specifically see that uh, just volume is king right volume is king let's turn that up if we have volume we cannot lose and I think we're going to have tons of volume obviously because of all our things coming up but then the Dave Portnoy stuff more and more celebrities and athletes are going to jump on and spread the word and then when this is more easily purchasable and tradable and then people that are already trading crypto on like binance or coinbase are going to do a little bit of this on the side too it's inevitable 
right? Not financial advice, but this is going to happen. Not financial advice. Um, we just got to keep our our job in the meantime is to keep pumping up our brand recognition, keep uh, allowing people to to trust us, to trust the team, trust the project, and keep bringing up awareness through you know through billboards, uh, staying active on Reddit. Twitter, and then being positive, creating a community that people want to be a part of. You know, we have that, and they also have some some mother futters in our Twitter and Reddit. But let's be the let's be the people that spread positivity, because that's all we need, right? We are going to win. Not financial advice, but let's just keep that positive mindset, because you know that this is going to happen. So how can you possibly? How can you possibly be pessimistic in this scenario? Just who cares about the price right now? This should be a load off of your shoulders, especially if you bought in at the all-time high and you're down 60% right now. Trust the process here. This this is the math. This is, has been proven by Marky Mark, who has a 10,000 times smarter math brain than I do. Um, this is proven, and this is how it's going to work. So me personally, I'm absolutely taking advantage of this time here where the price is just low and stagnant and loading up my bag and if you want to you can do the same thing because in my opinion i think that it's going to work out very nicely for us and once once this volume goes up you are never going to be able to purchase coins at these prices again in the hundreds of millions and billions it's not going to happen it's going to be way out of reach ever again right and all it takes so simple. All it takes is increased volume, which is a virtual certainty at this point. Okay, so I want to get, I'm trying to get Marky Mark, the guy who made those videos, on the pod tonight. Um, you know, he's been really busy. He's been in contact with me. He's, he, he told me, he said he's sorry for how kind of sketchy or how hard it's been to get a hold of him. He's been in contact, but he said he's just pumping so much content out now, you know, that with his full-time job, like he's creating his own website, which is nuts, that he's been hard to get a hold of and hard to schedule a sit-down time. So today's Friday afternoon. I will keep trying to get him through tomorrow. And if I can't get him tomorrow, I'm going to drop this thing on Saturday at some point with or without him because... Well, obviously, there's no AMA this week too, so I want to give you guys something to listen to and something to smile about and enjoy. This is this is bullish, great news. If I can't get Marky Mark on this week, I want to try to have him on next week with Owen. Um, that would make for a good episode too, and maybe just have more of an interview with Owen and Marky Mark and less of me sitting here babbling to you guys. One last thing I want to talk about the volume here and the burn as well is you've seen through these examples here that when this volume picks up, the burn goes into absolute overdrive and our price just complete or sorry, not our price, our supply just completely plummets and it, w- it wouldn't take long as you've seen to get below that one trillion mark and then just keep going lower billions and billions and billions. So that's why. Thomas knows this. He said it on a, I think it was on Discord that we would we could have a hundred hundred million circulating supply within two years or something like that. Right, the development team has done this math. They know that this is inevitable to drive the supply down this low 
And that's why they're, they've made mention of potentially stopping the burn at some point. So they know that this is inevitable as well. That's why they've they brought that up. And they, but they're not making any firm um, have don't have a firm stance on the idea on that yet until they reach out to the community when we get to those single and double digit trillions to see what we want to do as well. But that is a, a scenario and a choice that is going to have to be made when this inevitably inevitably does happen. So if you don't believe me, you don't believe Marky Mark. That's from the the wizard Thomas himself too. So just something to to consider. And then also, you know, when if you get upset when or or discouraged when they talk about wanting to stop the burn at a number that doesn't look too great to you, that this is the reason why. Okay. And then also if they did stop the burn, remember then that whole five percent going contributing towards the burn and reflections, then that whole five percent without the burn goes back to the holders. So then we would have more coins. At that point, the coins would be worth way, way more than they currently are too. So all things, all roads lead to massive amount of money being made for us safe moon holders. All right, no Marky Mark today. Um, The man is just too busy, but again, he wants to jump on. So hopefully we can get him on next week. I would love to have him and Owen for you guys, uh, but we'll just see what happens there. So thanks for listening tonight. I hope you learned a lot. You should be able to rest well knowing this information, and I will see you next week, and I will see you on the moon.